0: Get your Xperia XZ Premium smartphone from Sony today, on plan or outright, from Telstra, Vodafone, Virgin Mobile, Optus, JB Hi-Fi and Sony with world-first smartphone technology like super slow-motion video playback and 4K HDR screen that delivers lifelike colour and definition, a camera so advanced it captures images the human eye can't see. For details and T's and C's, visit sonymobile.com forward slash au. Merrickville, 104.9, Triple M. Ah, Sydney, it's
1: Thursday, and normally you're hungover on maybe like a a Saturday or a Sunday, but (coughs) Liam, my little producer today, he's so hungover. I'm going to make your uh, day so hard. I
2: said, let's not bring this up. Yeah. And you've decided to do it within the
1: first five seconds. And it is so insular. It means nothing to anybody (sighs) listening. It's such a terrible in-joke, but Mm. I'm just, for everybody's sake, I'm letting you know I'm going to make Liam's day incredibly difficult. Okay. He went out last night to a place called Kittens. What is that? Is that a pet shop? <laughs> Why would you go to a pet shop at night? What are you doing do you do there? I just, don't know what you're talking what about. What do you do? Do you pat them? Do you get to pat them? Did you pat some? Did you put your hands on them? Did you pat them? Did you snuzzle them? Did you snuzzle one, Liam? Did fun. you snuzzle one? Did you snuzzle one? ha. <laughs> First of all, I want to ask you, Sydney, and this is an opinion-based... I I want to kick off the show today with an opinion-based thing, because I think everyone in Sydney... (laughs) Isn't that how you
2: kick off most shows, just giving your opinion?
1: No, 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 no. I'm asking for other people's opinions. Oh, you're you're going to take other people's opinions on board? Yeah, yeah, You know how I normally... Yeah, I know. Normally, I just ask myself for my own opinion. On
2: your chance to give your opinion, Mm -hmm. and America will listen. This is amazing.
1: And uh, I will also give my own opinion as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's no show without punch, mate. Um, So... Here's the thing. We've got these new trains that the New South Wales government have brought in, right? Mm. And they're they're kind of this new butte fleet of trains. It's cost a tight little $2.3 billion. Now, these are great trains. They're Korean built. uh, So I think technically they could be ICBTs, Intercontinental Ballistic Trains. Um, And uh, anyway, (laughs) turns out uh, that these great trains we've got, which anywhere else in the world are like, They're the MacGillan. They're the duck's guts. They're the best bloody trains. But, of course, when they get to Sydney, we just go, oh, hang on. Oh, no, no, no. The rule of thumb in Sydney is that if it's a part of infrastructure or transport, it has to be a ginormous Mm. cock-up. What's going
2: wrong with the trains?
1: $2.3 billion worth of new trains don't fit the rails. Hold on. Yeah.
2: No, that's 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 like the one uh-huh. piece of criteria for a new train. <laughs> must fit on existing rails. That's
1: right. And we che- we didn't bother to check that one off. Gary, did you measure the trains? <laughs> no. I thought Troy was doing it. No. Troy didn't He's let <laughs> the us down.
2: $2.3 billion, They probably just thought they'll fit. Yeah. They'll fit.
1: Yeah. We'll just yeah force they'll definitely them in there. fit. <laughs> so this, what's going to happen? And they're going to get to the platforms. It's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then all aboard. And then off... <laughs> it's only specifically between Spring Springwood and uh, Lithgow, right? So they're going to have to do a whole lot of upgrades of rails and the overhead wires and everything like that. Mm. But the fact is that currently $2.3 billion worth of trains don't fit it. Now, the problem is very specifically, it's been written down here, uh, that it is too long and too wide. Now, that is not a problem that I've <laughs> experienced ever before. I'm more of a light rail kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the light rail. No one's paying me to do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> one for one.
1: Well oh, <sighs> God. So, Sydney. One triple throw. <laughs> wow, this could not be a more appropriate call out. Yeah. What's Sydney's biggest cock up? Oh, God. I reckon that as much as we all love this city, we also ha- we love bagging it out and finding fault in it because it drives us crazy. Because it's our city and we're allowed to. it's expensive to... and it drives us crazy. Exactly. So... Is it the Cross City Tunnel? Is oh. it the Lane Cove Tunnel? The M5, the tunnel at the M5 we all know is a disaster, but just the M5 generally. Is it the Entertainment Quarter? Oh, interesting. Because yeah. that's a big place, right? That's a big piece of property that other than the Comedy Store mm. really doesn't have a yeah, lot It can be offer. a bit of a
2: ghost town. It doesn't have to be, obviously, road-based. No, 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 no. Infrastructure. I am going to th- throw a road-based one at you, As you, If you're heading north as you exit the Harbour Tunnel or the Harbour Bridge, yeah. those signs... Right? Yes, yes, Telling yes. you which lane you need to be in. Yeah. To turn where. Yeah. Could not be more confusing.
1: Too little, too late, too. Could not, go, not be more confusing. She's told me that before. What,
2: what, if you're Falcon Street, Falcon Street, what Falcon Street's back there? Wait,
1: Falcon Street. Hang on a second. I, I, so many times, because like, I drive to Channel Nine every week. I have to go over the bridge. Humble and break. as I go out there, <laughs> humble break, you know, My other job, my you know that that high paying executive <laughs> job I've got at Channel Nine, which is very important to them, I'm sure. And as I'm driving over, like you do that, you just go, hang on a second, where am I going? Willoughby, where, where am I going? And then I'll, the amount of times I've almost driven into the pylon because I can't make up my mind <laughs> yeah. which freaking lane to take. And that
2: pylon just jumps out of nowhere. Yeah.
1: Also, tell me when the tolls are coming so I can get my bloody e-tag out. <laughs> I don't have it fixed. I've, you know, currently it's got gaffer, ta- gaffer tape to the freaking dash of my car. That's another problem. Yeah. One triple three five three. I want to hear from you, Sydney, and we'll take a poll. We'll see what it is and we'll, we'll collate some results as well. But what do you reckon is Sydney's biggest cock-up? And it could be an infrastructural thing. You might say Darling Harbour. You might say Barangaroo, right? You might
2: just say Clovermore.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that. You're the, you're the one. It could be anything. It could be a piece of infrastructure, a piece of roadworks, a tunnel. It could be anything you like. What is Sydney's biggest cock-up? My vote is Cross City Tunnel. Oh. Who wants to pay $5.50 to travel 80 metres? Are you kidding? You can't even link with the Eastern distributor. What? Who's going to rush Cutters Bay in such America, a hurry?
0: No. 104.9 Triple M.
1: Taking your calls, your opinion calls. What's Sydney's biggest cock-up? We're talking about infrastructure cock-ups uh, because... We've just uh, commissioned $2.3 billion worth of new trains for Sydney and some railway stations can't take them because they're too long and too wide. Uh, A problem that I believe some people faced in Brisbane recently when a US aircraft carrier arrived there.
2: (laughs) (coughs) You got the one away in the first break. There was no need to go back to the world.
1: No, no, because aircraft carriers are so long and so wide. No,
2: I got what you meant.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I think a few, (laughs) few people in Brisbane might have. Okay, so taking your course, what's the worst? I, I think the cross-city tunnel is one of the greatest cock-ups of all mm. time. I um, mean, you're expected to pay $5.50 to go underneath the city. You can't link with the Eastern distributor easily. And then you get to Rushcutters Bay, and then it doesn't let you turn anywhere. You just go, what? Where am I going now? And nobody, here's the other thing too, from the Eastern suburbs, is going to the West. Mm. They don't even know it exists. <laughs> so funny. Taking your calls. Let's get a vote. Let's uh, get a little bit of a poll going on. Maddie in Hornsby. Hello, mate. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Very good. Biggest uh, cock-up that we face in this city. Mate, the internet in this city is much worse than several African countries. Like, it's ridiculous. It's terrible. Mate, Maddie, you're talking about, obviously, the NBN rollout. I was just whinging about it. It literally collapsed in my house today. My wife got on the phone to the NBN. And they said, if we want it to run faster, we have to pay for it.
0: And we've made, what do you reckon
4: we've
1: done? That's called taxes, you wit.
0: <laughs> Good lord.
1: No, I know. Anyway, thank I, you. Thank I you, love Maddie. how
2: Maddie's going with the usual thing of, oh, it's much worse than several African countries. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the benchmark Mate, for when things are going shit.
1: No, I'm sorry. And I'm, this is not racist. This is just a fact. If Australia can't be better than all African nations, we need to pull <laughs> our socks up. I'm sorry. It's a fact. We've got to be competitive. And he's right. I had my MBN tested. It's 10% faster than it was before. 10% faster, Mm, the speed. Doesn't
2: quite seem worth the money.
1: No, it's the Cross City Tunnel of the internet. Let's get to (laughs) David in Smithville, mate.
4: There you go, fellas. You're a very good biggest um, cock up in Sydney. uh, It's got to be the Northwest Rail Link. Because, I mean, to save a few bucks, they drilled a smaller diameter tunnel, which means that they need to buy special trains for that line that are smaller, Mm -hmm. which means if any, any of those trains broke down, they can't be replaced with any other rolling stock that's already on the system. Yeah, they
1: don't fit. again, now, again uh, too long, too wide. Yeah, well, yeah, that would be a bit
2: true. Yeah. Are you so, Sorry, Dave, are you saying there's a specialised tunnel for small trains, Mes that you don't know about?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they've got them in Asia.
2: Possible, possible. <laughs> it's good you go to Brian from Dundas. Too Brian, long, what's a bit too wide
1: for the tunnel, Liam? What's the? Not a problem. I. Hello, Brian in Dundas. Hello.
5: G'day, mate. Um, yeah, the Sydney Opera House has actually set a bit of a record for a cock-up. Ooh. Okay. Well,
1: that's a big call because that is a pretty good tourist destination.
5: Yeah, yeah, okay. The original quote came in at $7 million. Yeah. The final final invoice cost was $102 million, one of the biggest... Um, a, a blowout in- to
1: the budget, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, but the thing is, though, Brian, at least everybody in the city and everybody in the country and in the world generally can enjoy it at some stage, right? You're never going through the M5 tunnel and just go, you know what? This is quaint. <laughs> this doesn't this, look good on a postcard. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Let's get to so many calls. Let's get to Cameron in Palmy. Hello, mate. Hey mate. What's the biggest cock up in Sydney? The, the monorail. Oh, oh, the
4: monorail.
1: It's gone now. You know that, Cameron. You know where it's but gone. But it was,
4: it was that bad that no one even used it. It was that expensive. And then they had to, we had to pay even more to get it whipped out because it was an eyesore. You know what? I,
1: I i haven't ridden it for years, obviously, Cam. But um, I remember the last time I rode it thinking, if this was for free, you would use it all the time. If this was for free and went to useful places, this would be great. <laughs> but it's neither free nor travelling to useful places. So you're absolutely spot on, Cameron. And now Tasmania has it, and it goes right around the state. Got Dan and Cornell. Hello, mate. Now, just before we get to Dan, I
2: believe that this is the most common caller we've been getting through. I think this is the winner winner. of Sydney's biggest cock-up. Okay, all right.
1: Whoa, here we go. Sydney's biggest infrastructural cock-up. Dan and Cornell, tell us what it is.
4: Mezzy, how you going? Very good, champ. Mate, it is by far and away the desalination plant. Oh. Out of because they spent what I think it was over two billion dollars on it. Yeah, and as soon as they declared, right, this is done, drought broke, hasn't been used since. Not only are they paying to keep an inactive desalination plant maintained, uh, the other like a couple of years ago, the uh, tornado came and just had violent prison sex with it.
0: Oh,
1: really? <laughs> I didn't know about that. I, oh, that's not good. So <laughs> you, you gotta you, no, no, don't ask him what it is because you'll get graphic. But, <laughs> The, um, see, here's the thing though, Dan, is that it's you don't want to wish for that to work though because if that if we need the desal plant, that means that we're in drought again. And by oh, the time yeah, we so go into drought like, again, by the time we go into drought again, that infrastructure will be obsolete.
4: Yeah, but they're, they're still paying like a crap ton of money to maintain it. And it's just sitting there and they're like, yeah, this is going to get used so much. This is going to be the best investment in Sydney. And it's just, it's done absolutely nothing. And then it just got...
2: Dan's suggestion: What if we extended the cross-city tunnel so it got to the desal plant?
1: Why? Why would you link two useless things together? I mean, if we do that, mate, that's what this show is about. (laughs) Later on in the show today, I'll be joined by comedian Justin Hamilton, and we can do Hurt Locker special edition today. Sporting equipment,
2: just so many.
1: And I decided on this one today, Liam, because I literally saw something, and it always makes me laugh. You know when you go to see you see gymnasts and they run flat chat at the pommel horse or whatever. (laughs) Gymnastics, like, Hurt Locker should just be
2: called Gymnastic Stories.
1: Oh, man. I just watched one of those compile videos of people just running flat
3: chat at a
1: pommel horse. I mean, it should be called pommel horse for starters, right? (laughs) They run at the pommel horse, they jump on the little mini tramp and then... Bam, right in the dick. And you go, why would you do that, mate? Do you what remember would you the guy? That? Why do we, like, hockey's better than that? Hockey's remember? not good.
2: Do you remember the, uh, I think he was French gymnast at, um, in the Rio Olympics who just landed and his leg just snapped oh, in oh, half?
1: The- Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be We could have done gymnastics But we're, not, yeah. we're going to open it up to sporting equipment So not, you know, like hurting yourself playing footy We're talking about when the equipment is mm. turned on Anyway, that will be later on in the show Another thing that has been wildly successful, and We've had incredible feedback on social media And uh, actually got a letter from the Premier uh, Gladys <laughs> Berejiklian saying it's a new favourite um, See topic. that
2: you went too far Did I? If you'd said we'd had amazing feedback on yeah. social media and stopped
1: Yeah We would have believed you uh, I never know when to stop uh, Sydney Uncovered, which is an historical um, viewpoint on some of the great things about the city that you may or may not know. And it's an historical piece that I've developed and has been wildly popular on social media. And recently, the print... Oh, again, I've done it again. <laughs> Pull out, Mary.
0: <laughs> you live in this city, but do you know what lies beneath? This is an incomplete history of Australia's first colony. This is Sydney Uncovered.
1: James Roos was a Cornish farmer born in 1760. At the age of 23, he was convicted of breaking and entering, or B&E, or a berg, to us recidivists, (laughs) big word, and was sentenced to seven years' transportation to Australia, where he was heard to say, Oh, what? Come on, Your Honor? I was just holding them watches for Troy. You, Troy! He arrived at Sydney Cove on the first fleet with 18 months of his sentence left remaining. Shit timing. Roos applied to Governor Arthur Phillip for a land grant to begin farming. Governor Phillip, desperate to make the colony self-sufficient, allocated Roos an allotment at Roos Hill, now Rose Hill where he proved himself industrious and showed that it was possible to survive through farming. Other attempts at surviving included eating other convicts. So James thought, you know what? I think I'll plant me some kale. I've got a feeling it's about to take off. And besides, I'm not eating Troy. Troy, stop eating, Vincent. Bloody idiot. Such a Troy thing to do. Whilst at first his harvest didn't yield sufficient corn to feed the colony, Roos did produce enough seeds for the next year's crop, which was successful. Governor Philip rewarded Roos with the first land grant made in New South Wales, along with a gift of pigs and chickens. Roos was grateful, but he had specifically requested a case of bourbon and cola cans and a mail-order bride that didn't have scurvy or poo stains on her clothes. Rare things to come by in the colony. The land grant was 30 acres, enabling him to eventually sell 600 bushels of corn. Don't ask me what a bushel is. I thought it was something you saw in 80s porn. Anyway, Roos later exchanged the grant for more fertile land on the Hawkesbury River. In later life, having been almost bankrupted by flooding, he was heavily in debt, and only the hard work of his wife saved him from bankruptcy. Who says mail-order brides don't work? Roos found work as a (laughs) seaman. Sorry and later a farm overseer in Minto, which was later changed to Minnow, once it was inhabited by people who can't even pronounce the name of their own town. He died at Campbelltown on the 5th of December, 1837. Probably stabbed, yeah, would have been stabbed. The memory of James Roos is perpetuated in the naming of key locations across Sydney, including James Roos Agricultural High School in Carlingford, James Roos Drive and the suburb of Roos. Although this appears to be an amazing legacy, Troy had a Brad Pitt film named after him, so Troy wins.
2: Here comes the money. Sorry, I think
0: you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary, here's a word from our sponsor.
3: Adam McDougall is the health
5: hacker. Health hacking is simply hacking into the tools, tricks and routines of the healthiest, happiest and most successful people in the world. And applying these little tricks and routines into your own life. I'm a health hacker because I've been a professional athlete for 20 years, but I've also combined my experience as an athlete with my university studies, from economics to nutrition and sports science, with the practical application that I achieved as an athlete to help people hack into their health. In each episode, I'm going to share with you the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world. You can hack into your own health and live a happier and healthier life. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Listen now at podcast1.com.au or download the Podcast
3: One app.
1: There is a lot of talk, as you've probably seen, about North Korea constantly and about the fact that they might throw a nuclear weapon at Guam a little bit <laughs> too close to our comfort, because it's about halfway. Uh, and that will also oh, I've got a funny feeling that could trigger a small conflict with America. Something of a little war. Yeah, uh, look, if they do that, let's we all know that America will um, pound them back to the stone age. Uh, and then Kim Jong-un will be going, wow, I don't know if that was worth it. Well, hopefully it won't get there. But well,
2: you're right, man. there's we're, There's a serious risk that we're going to be at war with this country in the not too distant future.
1: Mate, we're not going to be at war with them. We're never going to be at war with North Korea. You don't think we'll be involved? In writing only. What are we going to do? It'll be tactical, mate. America will just smash them into we'll, the ground.
2: We'll just tall poppy them. We'll just cut them down with our... No, nah, you
1: know what we're going to beat? We're going to be like, if it was a playground school fight, Yeah. Right? The, the big kid in our group is going to knock out the bully, and then we'll be the skinny little red-headed kid who's going to come up and lay the slippers in when they're on the ground. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Australia's going to be there for the cleanup. That's is what that we'll who remember. you were at school? That's, yeah, no, I was oh. always the big kid, mate. I'm not. I'm
2: not I was the like one getting beaten up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway. um, Mez, what I've done Remind today, me, I'm going to because... punch you after work today
1: because you're hung over and you won't do well. All right, okay. So you, you've me. devised a little quiz. because Well, you know no, a quiz. Well, what
2: I wanted to do is, Mez, I wanted mm-hmm. to run you through some of the um, the headlines that are coming out of the. Uh, People's Republic of North Korea. Is yeah, it People's
1: Republic? Yeah, PRK, mate. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. No, PRNK, so uh, because it? they are they're PR, this right? insulated country that obviously yeah. they don't allow, they don't have the internet, they don't allow external media to influence them. Mm. So they have freedom to write and. Frame the news in any way they want.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've run. They've got a country where the media run by propaganda ministers.
2: So their headlines are magnificent. And I just want to run you through some of the headlines, and you have a bit of a think about what the story
1: it can it be, be. Can it be uh, the Northern Territory news? Because they, uh, the territory news, they look. Do, look. News I don't, I don't think they've job. got
2: the NT news sorted for puns. But yeah, I okay. think just from a look, it's not economical by word. I'll, I'll run you through some. Here we okay, go. Okay. Here, here we go. DPRK. Here we go. Official headlines from the DPRK newspaper. That's racist. That music. Turn that down. No, it's official North Korean music that I got off the internet. Is it? Did you just just
1: type in Asia? No, I thought that'll
2: do. No, absolutely not. First headline: Orange-faced oaf Donald Trump threatens DPRK with fire and fury, yet delivers only wind and flatulence.
1: (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah,
2: that's pretty good because we know Donald threatened them with the fire and the fury. So I reckon
1: that's DPROK. Oh. I reckon they did that.
2: You've used that one now. I hope okay. you got some more up your sleeve. No. Next headline.
1: But yeah, what? Was it? What's was it, that? Was it an official headline? Yeah. It was? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe they've got a sense of humor. Maybe we've misjudged these people.
2: Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un navigates perilous 13,800-kilometer sea voyage from Ross Ice Shelf to Heiju, guided no. only by stars.
1: Never happened. Never happened that's I think you're think of Ernest Shackleton, Ernest Shackleton there mate
2: that is a legit headline from uh, North Korea,
1: but that's bullshit he's never left the well,
2: joint. of course it is have you these are the How other dumb of those people guided only by the stars, I love that, but it, it Not was by his, the stars. it was his dad that was apparently so good at golf that the first time he played he shot sixty eight and had three mm. holes in one.
1: he shot sixty eight humans and then he visited three prostitutes. <laughs> That's where he got that headline from, I'll tell you that right now. Next headline. You're talking about a, a country that's so impoverished, they, the trade embargoes have crippled them so mercilessly, they can't even afford current hairstyles.
2: <laughs> Correct. Next headline. Ministry of Agriculture and Supply cautions workers against consumption of buttered rolls as alien food known to originate in New York.
1: Yeah, I reckon they would have written that.
2: That is a legit headline.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon they do that. Buttered roll. So they go. They go, how good's a buttered roll? I was gonna though? say, what are you doing with a buttered roll? What if they're having like, how about this? Right, just a, just a scenario. Eh? You got a schnitter, right? But you've got gravy on your schnitter. Oh, I know yeah? where you go. Some chips. There wasn't that many chips. You're a little bit disappointed. There's a lot of gravy. Not enough chips to soak it up. There's a lot of gravy on that plate now. You finished the schnitzel, but you're still hungry. Then what do you do there, North Korea? Have you thought about that? Try and mop that up with some rice, idiots. You need a bread roll.
2: Now uh, you obviously know Anthony Scaramucci, that short-lived yeah, yeah. Uh, the media boss for for yep, Trump. Yep. Here's one relating to him: idiotic Italian stereotype. Anthony Scaramucci fired as U.S. propaganda minister due to being an idiotic Italian stereotype. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's well written. Yeah. I reckon that's DPR, okay? You're yeah, spot on. Yeah. Spot that, on DPR, I, okay. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, last well, one. So maybe maybe the thing is, Liam, maybe they've got like one funny guy in the office, because that's a country that is just lacking humor, right? It's a humorless country led by their hairstyles. They've followed suit with their humor, right? But there's one guy, let's just call him, let's call him Pock, right? <laughs> Pock is a very funny guy. And does not socially do well with others, right? He's not part of the cool guys in the office. Yeah, you know he's got a proper hairstyle. He likes to wear jeans Mm. um, and suits that fit. And he does. He's Chandler from Friends. Yeah, he's a bit on the he's on the edge, Pock. But you know what? He's a good guy, and he's writing the headlines.
2: Well, for the time being. Well, the last one, emoji film, cancelled in all Pyongyang cinemas after earning paltry three one on opening night.
1: (laughs) What's a one? Is that a unit of measurement? I think a it's one? like their stars. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> a one. I'm pretty sure I've eaten a one.
2: We should get Merrickville reviewed in wands. I love that.
1: <laughs> Merrickville, seven out of 10 wands. Merrickville here at Triple M. Big thanks to Xperia XZ Premium smartphone from Sony. Justin Hamilton with me this afternoon. Great to have you back, Hammo. Thank you. Mate, I'm very excited because today I've rigged the election. Oh. Um, normally we spin the wheel for Hurt Locker, Yeah, but then, um, today I saw, uh, on the internet cause I don't have a proper job like, right. where you have to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I just look at stuff on the internet and then when I'm bored, I come in here. Right. right. So when I was, when I was boring myself in the process before I came in here to have some fun.
3: Not a euphemism? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't bore myself that way. Well. Yeah, no, not I'm at all. Very entertaining. You know exactly what you're doing. P- I put a lot of effort in too. Big very fan. Ge- very generous.
1: <laughs> very generous. <laughs> so I saw some videos. You know when you see people doing uh, gymnastics? Yeah. And they run flat at the pommel horse. Oh. And you just go, oh, this is going to work out. you can do an amazing flip and everyone's going to clap and you're going to be a legend at that.
3: Mate, we are of the age where it was the opening to Wide World of Sports on a Saturday afternoon, yes. that dude running into the Flat port. chat. Oh, man. Flat chat. Like, got it wrong. Week after week, watching some guy just smash his ribs up to his just... arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it wasn't at the best.
1: <laughs> just when you see these like compilation videos of people just running flat chat of the pub yeah. horse, they hit the small springboard. Uh, yeah. And bam, right in the dick. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like, and there's a woman. And it's go, that's,
3: <laughs> yeah, that's how full on it is.
1: <laughs> broken limbs and stuff. Yeah. but that's, so that's apparatus, you know. Right, right? And right. you see there's people like the parallel bars and stuff like right. that. And they just go, I'm just going to do a really clean dismount. Bang! He oh. snatch you, you your leg off the parallel bars.
3: And you know why we can laugh about it? Because it's not us. Because it's not us. Mm. And we are never going to do those no. things. No. Like, no. if you said, do you want to get on this horse? No. It's like, no. Nah. No. I'm going to sit right back here. Filming yep. it in case something funny happens that I can upload to Instagram. <laughs> Let's do the intro for today's segment. Give for the pain. Ouch. Life is pain. Very ouch.
4: My sister wanted the scissors, so she came up and grabbed them. Knife and snatched them back, and then she stabbed
0: me in the eye with
3: them. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hurts.
0: Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Sometimes. Today,
1: hmm. Is sporting equipment right? So, not right. playing sport, not playing footy, right? Uh, when sporting equipment of any nature has hurt you, so right. that might be like a pommel horse, it yep. might be, um, it might be a piece of apparatus, it might have been a, a golf club or anything like that. It could be anything. When I was a kid, I, was, I told Liam this a couple of times that when I was, I was a boy, I was at a sporting, you know, carnival against mm. other schools. Some kids, some uh, blokes from another school. They've gone off to go and have a cheeky dari. yeah. And one kid's let loose with a discus. Oh, and he's not very good at discus, and they weren't very good at going off to have a smoke. And it hit one of the kids in the head a discus.
3: Oh man, (laughs) I I I saw it in high school. uh, Smoking kills. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it really does. Um, That's that's why they put those little warning signs on discus now as well.
1: (laughs) Don't don't smoke your discus. (laughs) Yeah, disc disc,
3: disc head. (laughs) I. In in high school, uh, we uh, had some archery equipment and we were doing some archery. I love this already. Already great. And we were uh, told very much, uh, aim for the target. And uh, my mate Huey uh, decided to not aim for that target. He just wanted to see how far he could fire an arrow. And it left the oval and it went over the gym and it landed in uh, one of the teacher's uh, calf muscles. And uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, we didn't see Huey for a couple of weeks. (laughs) But, so uh, good. We missed him. Oh, all the fantastic memories are coming back. Oh, I, I also, have... you know you're not allowed to laugh, are you? You no. know when you find out, and you, oh. man, it's the most uh, it's the most I've ever concentrated. Right in the Achilles heel. Yeah. it's like literally that, yeah the the act of Achilles.
1: Yeah, um, I had my nose broken when I was about thirteen mm. at school playing badminton for school because it's not something you do socially. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Wills went to do a back. He was quite good at Jeff yeah. going for a, a massive backswing and just going. And yeah, just busted my nose. Right, that was the first time I think maybe I'd had my nose broken. Obviously, it's been broken <laughs> since. But I think one of the best sporting equipment injuries I've had was when my mate Murray and I were playing darts, and Mars, <laughs> who uh, just as a disclaimer yep. had wicked red hair, right. And you know how redheads get bored of not hurting friends. Yes. Yeah. So Mars just went, you know what? I'm just going to chuck this in his back. Right. And threw a dart. Full pelt and it landed right next to my spine. Right. And stuck in it. And the funny thing is, I couldn't reach around to put it. Out. Oh, you serious? Could, you know, like that, that bit in your back yeah. that you just can't reach from above or below? Yeah. Muzz got me right in the back and I was
3: like, ah, ah, oh, he, it my so God. He laughed. Yeah, it was good times. Man, I'm surprised you didn't deflate. You know, <laughs> uh, that's, that's all I'd be able to do. 353, Give us a call now for Hurt Locker. Today
1: we're doing sporting equipment. Here
0: comes the money. Sorry, I know. think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor.
5: The next billion seconds are the most important in human history as technology transforms the way we live and work. The smartphone, barely a decade old, has given billions access to information and capacities they've never had before. It's changing what we can do, and it's changing the shape of the future. So what does that future look like? Hi, I'm Mark Pesci, the host of The Next Billion Seconds, a new show on Podcast One. Join me as I speak to some of the brightest minds shaping that world, the people who are spending their lives forming that future. We'll hear about their work in helping shape those next billion seconds. Listen at podcastone.com.au we on the Podcast One app.
1: Such good timing, Justin Hamilton. Oh, yeah. You, you have just arrived in a triple M purple patch because we are doing Hurt Locker today. And today's subject is sporting equipment. So we're asking you, 133353, when have you hurt yourself using sporting equipment? And we've got Patrick in Padstow. We've got so
3: many calls to get through. It. It's just—it's like they've been waiting for this topic to we, come up.
1: We literally don't even have enough time to play the intro because we've got to get to the calls. Patrick in Padstow, hello, mate. How are you, Mary? Very good indeed. Hurt locker? You've hurt yourself with some sporting equipment? Go.
5: I've hurt myself with a shot put. I snapped my front tooth in half with a shot put. Oh, dude!
3: <laughs> how? Like, you, were you trying to use your teeth to do it? Like, what? How? How did that go down?
5: <laughs> well. Long time ago, 30 years ago, uh, big Blake, 16, at Western Suburbs Athletics at Lidcombe there. Yeah. And um, they've decided to bump me up a couple of grades because I'm a big boy. So (laughs) instead of using the regular weight shot put, I've been given like an adult weight shot put.
3: Oh, right. So
5: I'm starting to adjust it in my hand and hold it up above my head and adjust the weight. And how does it feel in my hand? And all of a sudden it slipped out of my hand and I've looked up. And the shop would fall straight down and snap my front tooth straight oh, in half. Oh, oh, oh God! Didn't touch, didn't touch anything else. Not my nose, not my chin, not my cheek. my <laughs> straight in half.
3: Oh man! Now what I want to know is, you know, everyone who bumped you up to the adult uh, size shop put, did they come and take responsibility for this, or did they just disperse into the wind when they saw you try to catch it with your teeth?
5: Uh, dude, I actually shat myself so bad that I bolted off the athletics field to the local public telephone and called mum to come and pick me up.
1: <laughs> that is the most 80s thing you could do. Yeah. 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 Other than the fact that you were totally ignored and somebody probably tried to offer you a cigarette to calm you down. <laughs> yeah. It could not have been more 80s. Mate, have a bit of orange. You'll be fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the poor bugger.
1: We got Phil and Chatswood. How you going, guys? Very good, mate. All right. Hurt Locker, sporting equipment. Go.
5: I wasn't me, it was my deputy principal. I was doing around the world in the old Coca Cola yo yo, you yep, know? Yep, Bring a bit of light on, did the big flick, beautiful trajectory over the other side of the quadrangle, <laughs> hit old Jack in the back of the head and split his head open. Oh, oh man. Just yeah. lost control, you know? Just like that big flick and then yeah. sh- they're gone. You know, my band at the time, yeah. I was in the dog ass for years.
3: Oh, yeah. By the way, you must have been really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you, you yeah. th- speaking of eighties. You, you, you got a like. You, I, I've just gone back to thinking, man. I could barely do walk the dog, and you've you've oh, created no, a we'll whole new one. Yeah. That was the point. I was just showing all the tricks come for the big yeah. round the world. The it, was a, flick, it, it, was a, it was a new trick. It was called uh, split the deputy principal's head open. <laughs> Mate, yeah. that, that's great. It's about three stitches easy, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh.
1: The thing is there, of course, Phil, as you'd know, is that like when those those old days when you just, you'd just you know, you'd roll out the uh, the yo-yo and just yeah. spin on itself, yeah. you're burning yeah. the string down and eventually the that's string right. snaps. Just,
5: right. It was just on that tether, you know, and yeah. that big flick and perfect trajectory gore. <laughs> oh,
3: I love it. Thank you, oh, Phil. Right. Good <laughs> advertising <laughs> for Coca-Cola by the way. Yes, yep. excellent. Bring them back.
1: More more of those in the playgrounds, please. What do you need a fidget spinner for when you can take out some teeth? Right. <laughs> We've got uh, Hannah in Campbelltown. Hello, Hannah. How you going? Really good. All right. Some sporting <laughs> equipment has hurt you?
4: Yeah, um, it was a cultural sports day and I was about ready to um, play some ping pong when all of a sudden, like, pain exploded in the back of my head and knocked me out for a few minutes. Turns out the guys playing baseball a few metres away had let go of the metal baseball bat. Oh! oh. In the back of
3: the head. What? It's like you're in an like oh. in in the movie The Warriors. Oh, like no, a like Casino. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Joe oh, Pisci. having a game of baseball. And and and, yeah. and what happened, Hannah? Did did like because now there would be you know like a concussion protocol. But uh, what, what, how did, were you treated after this went down?
4: I just missed my turn of ping pong.
3: Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, old case of have a Winnie Blue and a slice of orange. Yeah, You'll be back she'll, on the field. She'll be back every week, you know, rather than help her and see if she's all right. Everyone's like, ah, oh, you missed your turn.
1: 80s concussion test, Hammo, of course, right. is are you dead? No. All right. All right. Back out there. Back out there. Off you go. Ready to go. <laughs> We've got Mick and Basil. Hello, Mick. Hi, lads. How are you? Very good to have you on the show, Mick. All right. You've been here right. by sporting equipment.
4: It wasn't me, mate. It was my mate. Any, uh, we are at school and we had P.E. Anyway, javelin. Awesome. Oh. Anyway, everyone's having a go, you know, having a dig. My, um, my mate gets up. Anyway, that's the bad. And then you've got to wait for the first lot to pick up their javelins down the bottom. You know what I mean? And, and they yeah. move. So my mate William, we'll just use his name as William. <laughs> mate, he has launched this javelin. And lads, I'm telling you, he made Olympians look like amateurs. <clears throat> right. This thing's flying through the air. Well, old mate Shano, will use his name, who's forgotten to get the javelin off the field, run back on, hasn't he? Oh. Oh. Bang, straight in the back. Oh. And And I'm not lying to you, lads. This thing flew about 60, 70 metres. And it clocked him. Bang. And it's It's... designed
1: specifically for stabbing. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what know.
4: We won't go down that path, but anyway, that's another story, that one. But,
3: but, anyway. by, by the way, were you able to use Shano's name because Shano's no longer with us?
4: <laughs> no, Shano's still with us. Right. But Shano was staggering, saying to everyone, he's all right, he's all right. Yeah. Pulled the javelin out of his back and hit the floor like a bag of potatoes,
3: mate. Mate. <laughs> right. oh, My Shano. mate William,
4: he's legged it. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Yeah.
3: Do yeah. yeah. a runner. the yeah. only thing to do.
4: Yeah, well, he's done the leg eleven down the down down the park. He's run, he's jumped. He didn't know what to do. Yeah, but exactly. I
1: mean, him. why stay around and meet the charges? <laughs> <laughs> Hamo, hey, you were in yesterday. Thanks for coming back in today. Thanks. But you were in uh, between four and five yesterday, mm. and you had a little bit of a
3: dilemma that you needed some help with. Oh, yeah, look. Uh, I, I met a, uh, look, I've only been living in Sydney for a couple of years. Mm. I don't know many people outside of the comedy industry. Mm. Uh, met a nice person, uh, thought she was really interesting, thought she was uh, funny and mm. uh, thought, oh, I wouldn't mind uh, staying in touch mm. with her. But just had that dilemma, like she's 27, I'm 44. She has mm. a boyfriend, mm. I don't have a boyfriend. Mm. It was just one of those things yeah. where, you know, how do you get in touch with someone without it looking a little bit pervy? Yeah. And as Liam, my producer, Will Vouch, I give... Excellent advice. Excellent.
1: excellent. On all you, occasions. You, on all occasions.
2: You give excellent advice. To yep.
1: everyone without exception. Here's some some of the uh, highlights from yesterday when I was
3: giving my advice. I met a girl on the weekend who is, uh, I, I thought she was really interesting. I thought she was really funny. But I met her boyfriend. I met her boyfriend as well. He oh. seemed like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed her company. I thought she was cool. How do you contact someone that you actually just liked without appearing to be lecherous? Yeah, you don't want to be looking like, oh, I want to be friends with that girl. And then she's got a boyfriend who's going to go, why are you trying to be friends with my girl? Because that looks like, you know, you're being a creep. And just to make it a little bit worse, I'm 44. And she's 27. So what? uh, Yeah. I'm 44 (laughs) Uh and she's 27. 47? No, she's 27. She's 47. (laughs) Uh, Look, if it makes it better for the story. She's 27. She's 27. (laughs) Okay. Right. So I tried to give you some advice. Yeah.
1: Some people suggested it wasn't at all helpful.
3: Oh, well, you know what? I actually felt uh, good for clearing the air Mm. and getting it out of my system. And, you know, when I left, I thought, you know what I'm doing? I'm overthinking this. Cla- Good. Classic hamo. I'm mm. overthinking this. Mm. I thought about that a lot. I thought about me overthinking it a lot, and then I thought, <laughs> stop thinking. <laughs> you know what I'll do? I'm just gonna. Uh, I'll. You know what I'll do? I'll just uh, send her a message on uh, Facebook. She uh, she'd asked to be Facebook friends, so I thought I'll send her a message. Anyway, uh, got online, went to send her a message. Can't find her. Oh, can't find oh. her. And uh, I don't want you to think that I stayed up till 2 in the morning trying to work out if I'd been blocked, because that would be crazy. Like, that would be absolutely a a terrible thing to do as a grown human being at 2 in the morning trying to find other friends to find out. And then I'm thinking oh, my God, what have I done wrong? Has <laughs> she taken this the wrong way? But then I'm an only child who never knew his father, and then I thought, oh, I was rapt that she was even listening to the show. So <laughs> I'm so confused about where I stand now. <laughs> so what do you do, Hammer? Because he's, look,
1: is this potentially what's happened? Right. Is that she's friended you, friend yep. requested you. Yeah. You become her friend. Yeah. On Facebook. And then she's gone, oh, you know what?
3: No. Right,
1: I've had a change. Is that what's? Do you think that's possibly what's happened, or where where's it go from here? Well, then? I
3: don't really know. Like, I just kind of—I I thought everything was fine. We'd, we had been having a nice little chat on uh, on the Saturday night, yeah. and uh, now I'm just starting to wonder right. where it all went wrong. Was it was it my age? Was it my glasses? Was it the fact that my hair is retreating, like it's uh, going up against uh, <laughs> the Germans in Dunkirk? Like What? Is, what like what's happening here? Maybe what? she's not on Facebook.
2: Sorry, that was a dumb thing. Oh, it? hang on a second. Yeah. Hang, are you on, trying to,
3: hang on a second. Are you trying to say, Liam, that this person that I've just met has made a decision that doesn't revolve around me? <laughs> what is going on?
1: <laughs> what are you going to do, Hamo? Because I think, here's the thing. Right. You've obviously got a connection with her. Not necessarily reciprocal, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's like most of my relationships. <laughs> Officer. <laughs> yeah. And look, the truth of the matter is that you can also get that with marriage. Right. Um you, <laughs> you have something um, in common with her. You've got a rapport. Yeah, you'd like to uh, see her again. Yeah. What's What's the plan from here? Give well, it, look, you know, you've had a twenty f- four hour cooling
3: period. Yes. I, look, I think there's only one sensible thing to do, oh. and that is, I know where she works. Oh. And I'm going <laughs> to turn up. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to be <laughs> like John Cusack. I'm going to have a little beatbox. Yes. I'm going to play some music. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to, in a very platonic way say, we should have a chat sometime. Yeah. Is that a good I idea? Like that.
1: With But you should make a sign. And you know what you should do? You should yeah. ride a horse. Oh, a horse. Because a yeah. horse, I think if you roll up on a white horse yeah. with a sign that says, I think that we should be friends sometime. Platonic friends. Platonic friends. I reckon that sells the message. Hey, I'm pretty, I'm a cash guy. Um, can yeah. I
2: suggest a, a song that you guy. have blasting out of the speakers? Yes. yes. Silverchair Creep.
3: Oh, yeah. No. Oh. Oh, Leo, <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Think Everyone's thinking No, no I thought you were going to say freak.
1: <laughs> Many people tonight, hey, Moe, including yourself, are going off to see Jerry Seinfeld, who's in oh, town. Oh, yeah,
3: that's going to be fun. I've yeah. never seen him live before. Uh, it's always good to see uh, someone who's at the top of their game and uh, see how they do things. And uh, who, who was the first comedian you ever saw live? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, I went and saw a comedian with my dad when I was 16 because my mum didn't want to go. And he's a Jewish comedian from New York, which is perfect for a 16-year-old boy who's been suspended. Right, um, yeah, because
3: you were kvetching with him, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I understood all of the Yiddish. Yeah. Um, he's a guy called He's actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. You know, it's, it's not a common name for Australians, but he was... Yeah. Uh, he's a very, very well-respected comedian, yeah. very funny guy, and I, that was actually the first time I went. Oh, that that looks like fun. But the first comedian where I went, I went and bought tickets to go and see was Billy Connolly. Oh great! And that just, I was eighteen, I think, and that just blew my mind. It's so many good swears
3: before so many yeah, so many good swears, mm. and also everyone around you who, if you said those things, would get you in trouble. But because he's lovable and has that beautiful Scottish uh, oh, cadence, amazing, he drops uh, F and C bombs, and Mate, everyone's uh, you see old ladies just putting yep. their hands in the air, going yes. It was amazing. I can't say it right, so it's tr- but I never
1: never forget this. Billy Connolly was performing in front of thousands of people. Mm. And as he's walked out on stage, somebody up right up in the back bleachers has yelled something out. Right. And Billy Connolly walks out and says, in his second word, he goes, What C so said oh, And he said, I'm surprised you can see me from up there, you effing wanker. Right. And I just went, well, God's here. Yes. So, <laughs> <he's> like, One <laughs> sentence, all of the swears. Yeah. Well, How good's this guy?
3: Strap yourselves in. And then he yeah. got filthy. And then he got filthy. And everyone cheered, right, oh, when it was he did amazing. that? Yeah.
1: It was amazing. It was such a, a talented guy. But Seinfeld doesn't swear, I don't believe, in his stand no, does he? No, oh,
3: clean. He, Like, even the first time, I remember watching him on the Emmys before his, uh, before his TV show even came out. And it is clean and it is word perfect. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, That's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah, I watched I watched that documentary that he made about his kind of his comeback to to stand
3: up. He's so methodical, comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? There's there's that great moment at the start of the doco. If anyone who is interested in stand up and is interested in how comedians put their material together. Uh, he he put all. the listen old, to this show, and, no. right? No, and and we then, if you want to see it done properly, <laughs> yep. uh, he uh, he put all of his old material to rest and he started new stuff. And mm. that doco was fascinating because it starts off with him dying at a yep. small gig, and do you remember the woman in the audience yells out, "Is this your first time?" And this is after ten seasons yep. of his own show. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. he just looks at her and says, "Yeah." It's my first time. (laughs) 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 So you're seeing where's he performing tonight? Uh, Tonight it's at Homebush. So uh, we're catching a uh, a a plane there to make sure we get there in time from the city. I was going to say, mate, leave now. Yes, Uh, you know what,
1: leave. An hour and a half ago. Yes, oh, I'm Been doing traffic. this remotely. I'm yeah. doing this emotionally. You'll be all right. It's not really five to six. It's it's, it's about <laughs> it's three thirty in the afternoon. Who yeah. was the first comic you got to see?
3: I got to see the Doug Anthony All Stars. Oh yeah, and uh, they uh, they they came out. This was at the Adelaide Fringe, and I'd seen them on TV and thought yep. they were anarchic and. And heaps of fun, and mm-hmm. then they came out, and uh, not unlike Billy Connolly, uh, between the three of them, they used all the swear words mm. in mm. all the different ways, in ways that I didn't even know that I you know. could use them, and it was fantastic. I love it. We should do swearing on this show. Liam, can we do some swearing on the show? No, we can't. It'd oh, be, it would
1: be so much better. We're It'd out of, big I time know, lots too. of them. I know all the ones. I know some too. <laughs> I've got some great. I know one that begins with
5: F. All right, oh, yeah, you I know one too. You, do you know can. One?
2: You can do one in three, two.
0: Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrick Villian. Uh Merrick Villite. Merrick Villiaman? Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 <laughs> Triple M. Get your Xperia XZ Premium smartphone from Sony today, on plan or outright, from Telstra, Vodafone, Virgin Mobile, Optus, JB Hi-Fi and Sony with world-first smartphone technology like super slow-motion video playback and 4K HDR screen that delivers lifelike colour and definition. A camera so advanced, it captures images the human eye can't see. For details and T's and C's, visit sonymobile.com forward slash au. Merrickville, 104.9, Triple M.